You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Spot Money News. Hello and welcome back to the first Weekly Wrap-Up of 2015. As usual, I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford, and what a better way to start off the year than with our chairman, Mr. Eric Sprock. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, Jeff. I'm well. Happy New Year, and uh, let's hope for a better year this year than last year. I agree. Let's all hope for that. So, Eric, let's take a look at a few different things. Uh, there have been some gold discussions in India. We've seen uh, some, what's been happening with Modi and likewise the uh, the import curves. Uh, what are your thoughts in terms of what's happening right now, Eric? Well, I, I find it interesting what's happening there because obviously uh, there was this concern that uh, India would be uh, perhaps doing something about import restrictions because of the uh, trade deficit numbers. I've always argued that the trade deficit should not include gold because it's hardly a trade trade item like uh, food or oil would be that gets consumed because gold doesn't get consumed. It really should be on the capital account, not the current account. But it, it looks like uh, the Indian powers that be have decided that uh, they can deal with uh, gold imports going up, which they certainly did last year. And I think it kind of uh, makes it a, a bit more of an even playing field. And as you know, the numbers in uh, India have been incredibly strong, particularly in February when they imported, I think the number was 158 tons, which is just a gigantic number. Uh, that might be uh, better thought of in the perspective of 220 tons a year, of, a month of producing mines, and here is India importing 158 tons of it. So it just shows you. And of course, along with China consuming 200 tons in a month, so the demand for gold in, in February was way beyond uh, the amount produced by the mines. Now, I know that supposedly Indian demand has, has come off a little here so far in uh, in uh, December. I think the unofficial numbers are like 39 tons. Uh, but still, I think the fact that the Indian government has come out on the side of uh, let's leave the uh, jewelry and gold industry to deal with things on their own terms is... Um, a very smoothing factor for gold uh, looking forward to this year. Excellent. Now, likewise, Eric, let's take a look at stock market volatility. As usual, things aren't looking too smooth in the stock market. What do you think is happening there with the rough ride that uh, people are experiencing now? Well, I think any normal thinking person can realize that, you know, the Fed wants it both ways. They want to suggest they might be tightening. And then uh, the minute the market sells off, some Fed governor comes out and says, oh, well, you know, we either want to be patient or it'd be catastrophic to raise rates. And they engineer this uh, uh, tremendous uh, rebound from the lows. And to me, it's 100% orchestrated that uh, when Evans last night, uh, the night before, said, you know, it'd be catastrophic to raise rates, you know, automatically the market shoots up 300 points and stays there. Now we're green for the year. And I'm sure it's all premeditated all organized. I'm sure the Fed's in the market, and uh, there's constant ups and downs brought along by the uh, the utterances from the Fed. It seems obvious to me and most people who've looked at things, we have no economic recovery. The Fed's not going to increase rates. We'll keep this thing being pushed out forever. Just as, for example, I take you back to the exit strategy which was prevalent uh, years and years ago, and the market used to react. Well, there's never been an exit strategy ever implemented, and there never will be any exit strategy from the printing of money and the non-increasing of interest rates. So it's just more of the same uh, with the central planners trying to keep asset prices up because nothing else is working. And, and to that end, 
you know, we had this uh, 200, I think it was 52,000 jobs number reported here this morning. Of course, the downside of it all was that uh, uh, the uh, wages went down by 0.2% in the month. You know, 0.2% a month is 2.4% a year decline in wages, hourly wages, which really means that, you know, we're losing good jobs and, again, picking up lousy jobs. I understand the participation rate that yet again was down, which means the birth-death model must have caused a lot of the jobs, which is, of course, just a number that anyone can uh, can uh, fool around with, which the BLS undoubtedly does. So I, I still stand by no recovery. We have recessions in Europe, got a recession in Japan, we got to slow down in China. I mean, it's just more of the same. That there's no reason to get excited by uh, participation in the market other than the Fed stepping in and supporting things, and someday that will end. Now, Eric, let's take a look at another hot topic. Oil prices have been on the decline. We've seen a drop in WTI prices of more than 50%, which is the most in nine years, and Brent crude oil prices have been on the decline as well. What are your thoughts in terms of what we're experiencing and likewise what will happen in the future? And is there any sort of correlation, I guess, with uh, what's happening in the gold market as well? Well, I mean, declining oil prices are devastating. First of all, I think the gold price went down because as President Obama, when asked the question, did you have a hand in gold prices going down? His answer was, well, we studied the Russian situation and we realized they were vulnerable to an oil price decline. And that formed part of our rationale, which suggests that they did have a hand in the price of gold going down. Mm-hmm. And even as it was going down initially, I thought, well, this could be quite interesting because for political purposes, they want the price of oil going down. But perhaps politics are not bearing in mind the economic consequences of oil going down because one of the problems with oil going down is the companies involved in the oil business lose cash flow and we can document that as I mean eighty million barrels a day times fifty dollars, which has lost one point four trillion of cash flow. The opposite side of that is consumers get to spend more. But unfortunately when a consumer spends more, the cash flow impact to the person who might benefit by his shopping, i.e., let's say he goes and buys a television set, spends a thousand bucks, and somebody makes uh, three or four hundred dollars. Well, it's only the three or four hundred dollars that might be cash flow, but he's gotten a thousand bucks in his pocket, which is cash flow lost from the producer uh, to offset it. So, net net, this the whole uh, giant industrial economies have lost more cash flow than they gain, and that cannot be positive for earnings and the ability to, to make payments going forward. And we've already had some some signs of companies going bankrupt in the fracking business, and we see these oil rig counts going down and uh, steel plants cutting um, tubing production because they know they're not going to have as much use for it because they're not going to drill as many wells. So net-net, it's a very, very bad thing for the economy, notwithstanding perhaps some benefit to uh, to the consumer who's a, the beneficiary of the price going down. So, but it's a it's a big, big negative, and it's a negative both on the equity side and the bond side. There's lots of bonds that are backed by uh, oil production, oil production which will be way less economic than it was before, and it's highly debatable that in the developed countries anybody can make money at uh, 48 or $49 oil. So it's not a good start uh, in that sense. Now let's switch over to our bread and butter, that is Sprott Money's bread and butter, precious metals. 
as we've seen, gold prices have been hovering around the $1,200 mark or so and have remained low uh, going into the new year. What is your short-term outlook, Eric, in terms of what's happening within the gold market? Well, there's some positive things. Well, for example, a lot of people think that gold should move with oil. It didn't. A lot of people think gold should move with the U.S. dollar. It didn't. The dollar's been very strong here, and uh, gold's kind of hung in. One would have thought, for example, with this jobs number, gold would be down. It isn't. So it's starting to have these sort of counter-trend indications here. Uh, Of course, my own thesis is the demand for gold is way beyond the physical supply, and that just gets reinforced almost daily. Uh, so I think gold is uh, looking a lot better here. I think there's more and more people that realize that, uh, you know, we're in a, a Ponzi economy here where you, when you don't even believe the data, even though the data is punk anyway. And uh, there's more and more intelligent people saying, hey, you got to get into gold here. You look at the fluctuation in currencies, whether it's the ruble declining, 50% of the Japanese yen going down. of the people in the world last year benefited by the price of gold going up, including Canadians, I might add. You know, the price in Canadian dollars went up 7.5% here. And with the dollar, Canadian dollar weakness, of course, gold's proving um, that it's a safe asset in in a weird economic world where currencies are flying all over the place. So I think there's many reasons to believe that gold should be going higher. I mean, we had a, for example, a, every time we see a devaluation of currency, we had an 18% devaluation in Tajikistan. Well, you know what? If you would have owned gold, you wouldn't have lost 18%. When does the world wake up to the fact that currency wars all tell you that you should have your, your assets invested in, in hard assets, not paper currencies that by the whim of some central bank can be devalued overnight or or that the market will devalue them. And most of the currencies in the world, save the U.S. dollar, are devaluing. So most of the world is benefiting if they are owning gold and silver. So I think the outlook has always been excellent. It doesn't necessarily manifest itself because of weird things that go on in the paper markets. But as you make it more and more palatable for more and more people to understand the benefit of gold, which this year, this last year has proven, and this year is proving yet again, you're going to get more and more buying of gold by people to save their net worth. So I, I think things look good. I hope that uh, with this strong jobs report and gold going up here, that uh, maybe we've broken another one of those uh, relationships uh, as we broke the U.S. dollar relationship. Um We've broken the oil relationship. Maybe we've broken a jobs relationship. And just the sheer demand for gold will win the day here. And that's what my expectation is. Wonderful, Eric. As usual, we always appreciate your insight here on the weekly wrap-up. And we look forward to speaking to you in the weeks to come. Hey, Jeff. All the best in the weeks going forward. Thank you very much, Eric. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. This is Jeff Rutherford for the weekly wrap-up on Spot News. Have a great day. 